Peace and love, family. This is Brother Fahim. Welcome you all to the Eve of Logic broadcast. You know the vibes. Welcome back. Welcome back for another episode. Yes, yes. Welcome back. I appreciate all my listeners, my audience. I appreciate y'all for taking time out of y'all busy days, man, to kick back with me and uh, come and uh, relax your mind and let your conscience be free. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, I try to pride myself with being a great listener and great observer. And with these podcasts, it allows me to really, uh, uh, you know, go over what I've observed or release or share um, with my audience what I've observed. So, man, it's been it's been very very busy this last month for me as always. But my observations have been full. You know, the big thing that seems to be culturally relevant to the black community right now and to really the the, the wider body of the the wider body of the world community is uh the delta variant the covid delta variant I, it, they make it sound so uh regal right the novel <laughs> coronavirus i always grin when i hear that but uh, the delta variant and vaccinations and unvaccinations has been at the uh at the helm or at the forefront of the news at least from what i've what I've seen and observed so um, but more uh, on a micro level I've seen how it's beginning to cause a fracture in communities more specifically in the black community I've noticed that there are rumblings it almost reminds me of when you every uh, four years around election time y'all know what I'm talking about when they when we begin to see these political antics and then you start to hear the conversation at the barbershop. You start to hear the conversation at Sunday dinner. You start to hear the conversation on the boulevard when you're kicking back or you start to uh, hear conversations over the phone. Well, who you going with? You, you, who you agree with? You think Trump is uh, is all right or you think Biden is all right? You know, uh, are, you, are you Democrat? Are you Republican? You know, are you liberal? Are you conservative? You know, who you with? Mark Lamont Hill or Candace Owens? <laughs> Um, and it's fine, whoever you go with. I mean, I don't, that's your right as American, that's your right as a human being, that's your right as a citizen. You have the right to choose. But it seems to be getting to the point where it causes contention. It's becoming a very combative and sore topic. So uh, today, I want to go over uh, the Great Divide, right? And, and, and how the vaccinations are causing this divide, are being unvaccinated. And uh, I remember I read William Shakespeare one time. He said, uh, to be or not to be, that is the question. <laughs> and I thought to myself, wow, this episode, I think the theme will be to be or not to be. That is the question. You know, the great man, uh, he was known by some as El Haj Malik Shabazz, others as uh, the Honorable Minister Malcolm X. He said something one time. He said, you know, that very same government that would sell you alcohol would arrest you for being drunk, right? He was just opposing the irony. How on the one hand, this government, through capitalism, right? Through making a profit over the health of the people would say, hey, you can, you can, take, you can engage in alcohol, right? That very same government would then enforce strict moral standards on you and say, well, you're drunk in the street. You are drunk. So we have to, you know, we have to arrest you. 
people in the same vein. A government, this government, who would mandate an ill-researched, ineffective vaccination for all its citizens would, from the same side or from a different side of his mouth, say, hey, we are okay with the mass production of poisonous fast foods, right? Refined and processed foods, right? Tobacco usage, alcohol and wine usage. You know, that's crazy. That makes no sense to me. And people don't think about this. They don't lead with this type of logic. They don't say, hey, you know, maybe if I look into the coronavirus, what is what does it do? How does it affect my system? You know, what does it cause to shut down? And then is there a natural way? Is there a holistic way that I can protect myself? Right? They would pump this miracle shot. But they would they would say nothing about boosting and keeping your immune system healthy. So I just wanted to go over that. Um, I just want to say a couple of things about that. And y'all tell me again. A lot of this information is online, man, and I would hope that y'all would use my podcast as a catalyst to go out and look things up for yourself, right? Look these things up and find them to be true for yourself. But um, I uh, the Washington Post. Uh, had an article. This was back. It was written by Mr. Dan Royals, December 15, 2020. And it's really dealing, the name of the article is Years of Medical Abuse Make Black Americans Less Likely to Trust the Coronavirus Vaccine. Reckoning with our past is crucial to getting by, to getting buy-in for the vaccine. Um, and I'm just read you certain ex- excerpts of it. It says attitudes about coronavirus vary significantly by race and this disparity could prove a major challenge in protecting people's lives. Although 71% of black Americans know someone who has been hospitalized or died of COVID-19, a recent survey by Pew Research reveals only 42% say they would get such a vaccine if it were available today. Now this is before the the vaccine was uh, massively available but nonetheless it has a point it's trying to make. So follow me. This number is low when compared to over 60% of white and Hispanic adults who say they would immediately take the vaccine, right? Um, But suspicion of the coronavirus vaccine among many segments of the black population is tied to a widespread lack of trust in mainstream medicine. The root of the problem lies not in black communities themselves, but in a medical system that has historically dehumanized them and continues to do so. The result is that the history of medical racism in the United States presents a significant barrier to anything approaching equitable care in the present and the future. You know, I've always been a person who pays attention to everything. Again, I'm an observer and I'm no different when I go into these hospitals, when I go into uh, to have to be treated. You know, I'm always checking out the attitude of everybody who I run into from the person who is the valet all the way to the physician who, who is seeing me. Quick story, quick ad lib. Right before I um, right before I got out of the military, right before I discharged, I remember my last uh, my last uh, mass briefing or commander's call is when they get all the flights together. Right, it's almost like think about the if you know about the Boy Scouts, you have your den, your den meetings, which is your your specific 
uh, group of kids and then you have a pack meeting, right? And the pack meeting is all the dens. So the commander's call is something like that, but it's nonetheless all the flights, all the flights get together from this specific group. And I was a med group person. And so they were showing these slides about all this data about medical uh, malpractice. They were talking about medical malfeasance. And the one slide that I'll never forget was, you know, it really talked about how 90% of all lawsuits don't come from malpractice. They come from no bedside manners, right? And so what that told me was, wow, people aren't super duper uh, upset about, you know, things happen medically to them or things going wrong. People are more concerned about how the doctor relates to them, how the doctor treats them, you know, the energy that the doctor displays while they're in there. So you have to keep that in mind when you think about this distrust that black people have for the American healthcare system because it has not been kind and it has not been compensated toward us. Now, the first incident it talks about is the Tuskegee incident. That's the famous one, right? That's the one that everybody talks about. 1932, Tuskegee, Alabama. They bring in black men and tell them, hey, listen, we're going to cure your bad blood right we're gonna cure it and so over uh over a span of decades they watch these black men debilitate or they watch their health just fall and what happens is um in the in the 40s they actually discovered a cure for syphilis and they did not give the men the cure and what ended up happening was not only did these men die but their family members end up having syphilis, coming up with syphilis, their wives, some of their children, right? This was done uh, at the expense and the exploitation of black people. Then when you look at Marion Sims, the father of modern genealogy, um, you know, he did test on vaginal fistula, or he's, you know, he was, uh, he was trying to uh, modernize, he was trying to advance science, but he used enslaved women and he used, uh, when he experimented on him, he didn't use anesthesia, you know. Um, when you look at, um, in, in Maryland, right, there was a, uh, a young fellow um, who reported that uh, John P. Hopkins was stealing young men to experiment on them, right? I believe his name was Cornelius Gardner, um, and he was a former enslaved man. And when he was interviewed, you know, he told him, hey, man, I passed some Baltimore doctors and they tried to abduct me, man. They were trying to abduct me for uh, experimentation, right? You know, you guys know about Henrietta Lacks, who's, uh, who's, uh, who died, but her stem cells were used to cure cancer and they're still used. Family wasn't compensated or anything like that. So, um, also, there was an instance where doctors sterilized women who were deemed mentally and morally unfit for reproduction. And uh, these women were mostly black. These were mostly black women. You know, and they, they targeted these women. They targeted poor women and women of color. You know, and that went into the 70s. That This was going on in the 1970s, y'all. Look all this up. Look all of this up. This is all public knowledge. And it's all history. You know, empirical, factual history. Um, but you know, um, it's not just, it's not just, uh, it's not just what's happened in the past. It's what's, it's what's happening right now. 
right? Um, this is from the same article. This collective memory is also reinforced by black patients' everyday encounters with the medical system. Here, they are treated according to stereotypes that they are trying to get access to painkillers or are incapable of following a doctor's recommendation. A 2016 study found medical trainees and residents perceived black patients as less susceptible to pain than white patients, reflecting the persistence of misconceptions about black bodies that date back to slavery. As a result, black patients are sicker and suffer higher mortality than their white counterparts. This disparity is especially notable in the country's maternity wards, where black new mothers are three times less likely to die during or after childbirth compared to white mothers. So um, it's not just uh, something that was an antiquated issue. It's not a past issue. It's a current issue, too. You know, you have to really be your self-advocate, especially you have to be your own self-advocate and you have to advocate for your family because you can get lost in the sauce in these medical facilities. You know, you can get lost. I remember um, we had a bad experience in the, in, the, uh, in the medical, in the healthcare field. And it was, uh, you know, it was, it was really amazing how little compassion these doctors and these nurses and these people have. You know, whenever there's people, there's always going to be bias. There's always going to be prejudice. There's always going to be um, these ill feelings and pathologies that exist. So we have to get to the root of this before we can accept, before we can expect people to just say, hey, I'm going to blindly do what you asked me to do. Just because, you know, now uh, you want to ensure that the economy or you want to ensure that businesses, you want to ensure that your economics uh, infrastructure is not, it doesn't cave and collapse in, you know. So that's a little bit of history about, you know, what's been going on with the, uh, with this, yeah, this, this, this trust issue that we have, that black people have. Um, I looked up um, vaccines because I, I was like, man, I wonder how many people are getting vaccinated. I wonder what, what the uh, what the percentage of black people is is getting vaccinated. And when you look on Bloomberg Equality, man, they have a U.S. racial vaccine gap are bigger than we thought. COVID nineteen tracker uh, and it shows state by state, week by week progress of racial uh, vaccination gaps, right? And I'm looking, um, vaccinated share of each race or ethnicity population. So when you look at places like Tennessee, 37% of black people are vaccinated, 43% of white, 48% uh, Asian, 40% Hispanic. When you look at Georgia, 41% black people are vaccinated, 50% of white, 69% uh, Asian, and 38% Hispanic. When you look at a place like Illinois, 42% are vaccinated. This is black people. Uh, 51, 57% of white people are vaccinated. 64% of Asian people are vaccinated. And 44% of Hispanics are vaccinated. Where somewhere else? New York City. 43% of black people are vaccinated. 50% white people are vaccinated. 71% of Asian people are vaccinated. And 55% of Hispanic people are vaccinated so by and large black people are getting vaccinated right it's not it's not an issue it's not like per the numbers per the statistics it's not like we're just saying you know what 
we don't want it with none of us again there's a large population at least i know with um at least i know with the elderly uh, black community a lot of those people we'll say people from 55 and up a lot of those people are stern advocates of <laughs> of getting the vaccination i've spoken with relatives who are a little bit older and you know they're pro-vaccination and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that i have no issue with that at all um but we can at least be a little bit more understanding as to why people uh may not want to get it um, you know but um yeah other than that the, uh, i want to speak about the cultural implications right and what does that mean for us culturally socially economically what's happening to us why is this even an issue is this something that's going to harm us in the long run well you know it's unfortunate but it seems to me that socially black people view the world through um a white paradigm right european paradigms we use all these european and white paradigms to define our existence feminism for instance, that's the lowest hanging fruit, right? But it's the most pr- prominent, it seems to be today, because that's the it's high up on the liberal agenda. But feminism, you know, this belief that uh, women need to be equal, uh, women's suffrage uh, is not to be uh, tolerated, and that the man uh, inherently runs society, you know, this is not culturally uh, relevant to the black experience. Because we know that, uh, in the words of Kevin Samuel, a high-value man that's black looks very much different from a high-value man that's white. So, we should not, uh, we should not indulge or engage in that type of, uh, of logic. We really shouldn't. It looks a little bit different. Now, I say that to say, you know, when you listen to the majority, when you listen to a large uh, portion of white people, um, or just the, not even white people, just the mainstream, right? The mainstream uh, rhetoric or the narrative is, hey, everybody needs to be vaccinated, you know? And then we had our president come on TV and give a speech, and it was almost like a war on the unvaccinated, you know? He was almost saying, look, you know, we have vaccinations available, unvaccinated, you guys are putting people at risk. Well, are they really? Are they really putting people at risk? And then, okay, if they are putting people at risk, you know, you have to be accountable for yourself. You know, if you have the right to say, look, um, I'm not dealing with people with no masks. My immune system is compromised. So, you know, hey, I'm in control of my environment and I'm going to remain in control of my environment. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem comes in when you begin to condemn people who counter that or who may not want to uh, go by that rule. You know? So, we really have to not condemn or not look at these people who are unvaccinated uh, with a side or a uh, skeptical eye. How about we try to understand what that perspective is? How about we do that with everything? How about we, you know, we have our own organic and authentic perspective that we engage in and we not uh, 
adopt so much of the mainstream, not any of the mainstream's perspective. We do the research and we do the knowledge for ourselves and we move from that space. Now, the one that's the biggest and the one that I think is uh, weighing heavily on uh, the black community is the economical aspect of being vaccinated. You know, you all know by now that federal workers and even federal contractors, it's mandated that they get vaccinated, you know? And so that means if you work for the federal government, you're getting that federal paycheck, uh, or even if you have a contract with them, you need to be vaccinated. <laughs> this takes me right back to the, the, the messenger, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, separate or suffer the consequences. My question is this, what happens in five years or 10 years when they tell all those people who are vaccinated, hey, listen, we have, we have uh, a study shows that the COVID vaccine is being linked to the development of cancer. The COVID vaccine is being linked to, to sterilization in both men and women. The COVID vaccine is being linked to blindness. And by the way, there is no recourse for you because you, with vaccines, we have no responsibility. We are not responsible for any other side effects that come with this vaccine. So what happens then? But many of us will, will take this, we will quell uh, to these mandates because guess what? We don't own businesses. We don't, we don't manipulate, or we don't, excuse me, we don't master industry. We don't. You know, we, we have all the, the, the literature, we have all the science, we have all the evidence that, you know, AI technology, anything in STEAM or STEM is going to be cutting edge, it's going to be the, uh, the future of the world, right? But we hadn't jumped on top of that though. And so guess what? Um, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And so a lot of us are put in these situations and I, I'm not condemning. Let me say this. I'm not condemning nobody, man. People have to do what they got to do. You know, I'm not mad at you either way. Whether you get a jab or you refuse to jab, hey, more power to you. But I think more of us are going to start to get the jab. And I say that because more of us have not looked into learning a new skill that would add value, not to this corporation or this a mainstream plantation, but to ourselves to build our own communities. Up. That's the answer, right? That's the resolve. You know, <laughs> my brother Leonard always says, the strong do what they want, the weak do what they can. That's a factual statement. And economically right now, black people are very weak. We don't own any, we don't have any wealth. We don't own enough. We're working toward it, absolutely. But we're put in a position right now where the government says, look, y'all got to get vaccinated or you're going to go hungry. And they're not even giving you unemployment benefits if you're not vaccinated. <laughs> they're not giving you unemployment. That's crazy. So they're leaving you no choice. Well, they are leaving you a choice. Do for self or suffer the consequences. That's what they're saying. You know, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's very crazy. Uh, it's really, it's really not hard.
for me to see what's what the resolve of this is. You know, we need to be doing a few things. Number one, again, I think I said this in another one of my podcasts. How about you get some vitamin D? How about you keep vitamin D? Uh, your children and your family and yourself stay stocked up with vitamin D. How about you drink a gallon of water? How about you leave the processed and refined sugars alone? How about you exercise at least three times a week? Do 30 minutes of cardio. How about that? And I'm not perfect with these things. I fall off the wagon just like everybody else. But um, I do try to stay cognizant and aware. I try to keep mindful of what I put in. and Because um, I know that's going to determine uh, my output, right? And so um, all these things that I mentioned, how about we boost our immune systems, people? How about we work on that? How about y'all mandate that immune boosting for the for the country <laughs> and get away from those self-destructive behaviors because hey i'll tell y'all a secret i had covid i did i had it last year and so um it was just my habits it was just my habits that you know my immune system was able to fight it off you know Our, our our philosophy was not if but when you know the same philosophy with these kids I'm not going to tell you uh, that there's no I'm not going to tell you there's no there's going to be no bullies that would be lying to you there's going to always be bullies whether they're physical whether they're philosophical whether they're verbal there will always be a bully so instead of worrying about when the bully is going to approach you how about preparing yourself so that you will be ready. It's no different. Same philosophy with with with, with COVID. You know, if you want to get the shot, hey man, more power to you. But if you don't want to get the shot, at least do the things that are going to protect you and your family. You know, wear a mask. It, it don't take much to wear a mask. You know, or at least respect when people are wearing masks. Can we do that? <laughs> you know, stand six feet. It takes no money. It takes nothing but consideration to abide by these social guidelines that are free. You know, I wear a mask, yeah. I stand six feet, oh yeah. If it means that, you know, you're going to be a little bit more uh, assured, then yeah, absolutely. Because I, you know, I I want my space to be respected as well, but on the back end of it, I'm gonna do things that keep my body and keep my mind and keep my energy, you know, as healthy and holistic as possible. That's what, that's the point that they're not stressing, you know, and people who feel like you, you need to be vaccinated, you know, do a little bit of research, do be a little bit more considerate, be a little bit more mindful of our sojourn of our journey here in America. We have not been treated as everybody else have been treated. Again, every uh, specter of this society has oppressed black people in some way or form. I'm not saying submit to it, right? I'm just saying be conscious of it, be aware of it before you start to say, hey, y'all just need to blindly take this vaccine. You need to go get vaccinated or you take the flu or you take the MMR. Some of us don't take that. Some of us don't trust nothing that the health, that the medical uh, field or the healthcare or the government mandates. 
Some of us say, I, I refuse it all. I refuse it all. So, um, and those unvaccinated people, like I said, man, be, be respectful and be mindful of those vaccinated and their practices, how they, their health practices, because, you know, just because you don't believe uh, 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 that the vaccination is necessary, that doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't believe. So, but yeah, this was just something real quick I wanted to do, man. Something real quick I wanted to say, because it's getting out of hand, you know, get vaccinated, you know, what's wrong with you, you know? I mean, I saw Stephen A. Smith talking about it. You know, I've seen people have lost their jobs. High profile people have lost their jobs, you know, and and another thing, it looks it looks kind of bad, right? This is just a side note. It looks bad when Congress says that their family is exempt from, it. <laughs> you know, and the NBA players. These people are exempt from. It. <laughs> so you know that that makes the average everyday person like that's crazy. Why 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 don't you all have to abide by the same rules that you're setting for us? But um, hey man, I hope that this uh. I hope this topic brought you some some clarity and uh, helped you understand, you know, kind of rectify your mind. Maybe you can engage things a little bit better. Or if nothing else, you can look up the, that data. Like I said, those that um that article that I read to you guys, saw the Washington Post. Um, it was dated December 15, 2020, and it was written by Dan Royals. And then that tracking information was from uh, Bloomberg Equality. You know, U.S. racial vaccine gaps are bigger than we thought COVID-19 tracker. But, um, hey man, this is Brother Fahim saying peace and love, and I appreciate y'all stopping by. And uh, I hope that you'll share this, tell a friend, and uh, come on back in. Peace, peace.